Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. Once again, I am Bradley and joining me this week, he's been a bit quiet in the build up to this, so I'm not even sure, you know, what he's up to. It's Stu. How are you doing, Stu? 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 Oh yeah, some slight editing issues. Now he might be clever, he might edit something in here and make me sound stupid or he might leave it like this, make me sound stupid. Who knows? Getting Brad sound stupid is no challenge whatsoever. So I won't bother. But yeah, no, just to say we are recording separately this week because of work stuff. More in my segment. Back to Brad. Before we get going though, just want to cover from for myself and I'm sure I speak for Stu as well that what is going on in the world at the moment is absolutely horrendous the people of the Ukraine are showing amazing strength I can't even find the words to describe what they're what they're going through um, what has been a shame is um, in all this as well when people have been rightly calling out you know Putin and the, the Russian oligarchs and, and, and so on is people have been tarring people in the Russian military so you general like boots on the ground soldiers even civilians with the same brush and that's not on that's not on a lot of these people are doing what they need to do to survive in Putin's Russia because if they don't fight for him they're against him and in Russia they don't want to be uh, we've seen some surrendering when the chances have been there we've seen some amazing acts of humanity in the Ukraine and the outpouring of love is what we should be concentrating on it is terrible um, and just one more point on all this yes it's terrible and now the West are starting to take notice of what's been going on whilst we've ignored previous conflicts, you know, in Yemen, in Syria, what's happening in Palestine. Let's not ignore any of it anymore. Let's let's use this as a springboard to start making sense of the world. It's trying to start bringing peace because it's just it's just devastating what's going on. Now, with that in mind, we do need something light sometimes, something light just to get through just to grip onto, even in the worst of times. Uh, it is unknown with what's going on, but one thing we know about here is video games. So usually I'd go to Stu, but we're recording separately today because his work commitments and sort of my commitments uh, are kind of got in the way for today's recording. So I'm just going to go my lot, Stu will do his lot, and he'll edit it together in some way. But he's good at that. So... Starting with me, my first game is Face Shift, which is a really interesting game. Actually, it's it's not quite out yet. It's beta, or it's well, definitely it's early access version. Will be released on Steam in the near future, possibly even when you're listening to this, it might it might already be out. And what you've got here essentially is another futuristic combat racing game, which is very very early stage and i got lucky enough to play it so i'm just going to spend a, a minute or two on this just sort of like give it a bit of air time because go to steam get it sort of like wish listed because what you've essentially got is 
a wipeout-ish style game. So it's futuristic tracks uh, where you could get speed boosts. You pick up like different weapons. Well, actually, you, you you have a loadout rather than picking up weapons. But you've got your weapons, and you can shoot the uh, the other racers uh, to try and take them out. Game positions. Um, there's different types of events, and there's team racing events, which is really cool. There's elimination events. There's basic racing events. So I dare say more will be added. Very bare bones at the moment, a little bit rough around the edges. But one thing I did find with it, it played really, really well. So it's essentially it's but it's wipeout with like lot with um, Tron light cycles as the vehicles. And it doesn't feel like someone's just skinned like a wipeout engine or you know a B2 style wipeout engine that that's there. It feels like it's built around the cycles themselves. Um, and it comes together really, really well. Um, even sort of like the AI is really good in this game. I have not won a race yet, but it's not set so it's overly difficult. Uh, but you've got this feel like where a lot of early racers, um, or sort of a lot of racers, they do like the early races you could just do with your eyes closed. And it's just, yeah, they might as well not be there because it's frustrating that they're just guaranteed to make you win. Whereas this, it makes you, it makes you go for it. And so the AI is challenging. You can lose. Mistakes will cost you, but it's not brutally so. So lots of work to do on this game still. There's a few bugs here and there. I mean, like the pre-release version that I've played or pre, the pre-early access version that I was lucky enough to play. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's really, really good. When that one hits, honestly, do give it a go. I just want to give that a little signal boost because it's one that could fly under the radar. But really good effort. Really good effort. Definitely check that one out. Next up for me is a lovely little indie game, actually, that came onto my radar just by chance. Uh, I think it's like an email campaign for PR company. I've honestly not heard of it before, called Fix Fox. And what you've got here is this sort of like really lovely point and click style exploration adventure game that's got a lot of story behind it really nice graphics and it's basically based around uh, animals have evolved people have evolved and kind of merged into one and sort of like live on different planets space stations it's got it's just a fascinating little story that i'm still trying to get my head around a little bit and basically you play vix who is um, considered a bit of a a bit of a joke or not not kind of has this job but you know shouldn't have this job of fixing things and basically you have to go out into the space do loads of little like repairs and these like point and click puzzle room style repairs so you know you have to find your way sort of like oh you take this part on a fridge you find where the problem is you fix the problem put it all back together uh, you've got to make sure you've got your right tools eating is 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 important in this game so you have to kind of like eat certain meals and there's a mechanic for eating as well it's just it's a really weird fun game i honestly don't know what really to say about it because as it goes, you kind of there's this mystery that you're led to, and that just kind of gets gets to become the crux of the game as you unravel this like this mystery. Um, and it's I don't know if it's got a message or not. I don't really know. There's some um, sort of really cool sort of like the fixing mechanics are really good. So you've got some that are just basic, so like stick tape around the wire to make it work. 
There's others where you have to go more in depth. You sort of get some unique tools that really improve things. And you sort of go out really, really far into the outer reaches of space. But yeah, really just enjoy it. Enjoy this game. It's, it's one of those... I'm surprised I didn't see it on the Wholesome Direct. I might have, might have missed it because there's usually so much when you see the Wholesome Directs. But it's... Honestly, it's a beautifully wholesome game that is designed for you to experience. It's, it's challenging in all the right places. It helps you progress in all the right places. Um, and in a world where we've got the get good culture of certain games, this sort of thing is just so, so wonderful. I, honestly, I cannot recommend this one enough for people to, to, to go and try it's out officially on the end of March. Um, lucky, again, this week. I've played quite a few early release games. Uh, out at the end of March, I would reckon what, I'm about six, seven hours in. I've not finished it yet because I've been playing quite a lot. But it's one I'm going to go back to and enjoy for myself, not just for sort of like coverage purposes. But yeah, this one comes out end of March. Stick it on your wish list. Give this one a go because I think this one could, could be quite special. So next up for me is an old new game. New to the West, old in Japan with a brand new name. And it's River City Girls Zero, which was... Uh, well, I'm trying to think what the game was originally. It's basically... It's basically it's, um, River City Girls and uh, River City Rampage are based uh, are from the Kunio-kun saga of of games. And River City Girls Zero is right. I'm going to try and get this pronunciation right. It's a localized port, a modern localized port of Shin Niketsu Kohu Kunio Tachi no Banker, which was released. I want to say it was in the 80. 80- Six, I think it was released in Japan, and the series, the, the overall series, has come over to the West as Renegade, I believe, in the past. And this one's been repackaged as River City Girls, despite having two of the main male characters, uh, as in you know, Kunio and uh, Ricky. Are the two main characters they're the, they're the ones you start off with it's got a really weird updated story at the start so to make it just kind of bring it in uh, but the river city games the kunio kun games are not as well known over over here you know we look at likes of double dragon streets of rage as our side, side scrolling beat-em-ups but the sort of like the grandparent of them all i i, I think is the kunio kun saga because there's a lot of what was in those that you see in a lot of the popular side-scrolling beat-em-ups. And yes, things have moved on. They've improved over the years because this is very stiff in places. You've really got to learn how to play this game. But it plays really well. I've, I managed to track down also a, a ROM of the original gave that a go and yeah it plays you know superbly well in terms of how it is it's had the right quality of life updates to it now interesting i I found out as i was doing a bit of uh, research for some notes the development of the engine for this 
was developed by the YouTuber, well, he's more than a YouTuber, but known for Modern Vintage Gamer, who has made the the engine for this. He made an engine for the for the Shanty Games. It's kind of like a custom-built emulator for, for these sort of things. And it, it sort of, like, really, really works. He's managed to give you all the options, so scan lines, different resolutions things like that you get your, your uh, borders that you can add in and yeah, it just plays really really well it's a really good package there's lots on offer here you've got like these 3d uh, box art things you can play with really nice little extras in there this one comes from like limited run uh so updated manga style intros put into it um and the action is it's good. I like the 80s beat-em-ups. I love Double Dragon still. Still try and pop that on. But yeah, the Kunio Kun series. I think I reviewed um, like a collection of old Kunio Kun games um, a couple of years back for, for MHG. And that's where I kind of discovered them. And yeah, the, this, this, this version is just really, really good. Um, to be honest, I don't really watch the stories, don't really care the stories. I kind of just want to push through. And they allow you to do that. But yeah, if you're into the story, there seems to be a lot of context in there. Uh, text goes on, some, some conversations where it's needed. Uh, but I kind of hammer through because I just want to beat folks up. And that is where the game still excels it's been bettered as i said it has been bettered over the years but as a piece of nostalgia as a piece of history it's great that more people get to play it, it it's, it's a beautiful pixel art game that holds up and yeah just absolutely really enjoyed it I, don't, I hate saying give it a go. I hate saying give, give these games a go because it's not a review as such. It's not how I feel about these games and just to cover them. Really good, sorry, added fins. The original River City Girls Zero or whatever the Japanese title was. I can't, I've lost my notes for that one now. You had to use a password system. This has save states. Yeah, every game should have save states. This has it in there. Brilliant. Uh, but yeah, really good. Really, 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 really good. So give that one a look when you get a chance. And last up for me is another game that isn't going to be out for a little while yet. And I've got early access to it. Now, I don't really know what I can say on this one because I've not got any embargo information for it. Um, so I'm going to kind of just give this one a quick once over. But it's called Batora Lost Haven. Um, you can wishlist it now on Steam. It was in, I believe, the Steam Next Fest. And... What you've essentially got is a top-down, well, isometric-y top-down action RPG hack and slash in the vein of your Diablos and, and Torchlight and, and uh, Victor Fry and those sort of games. And this one has got pretty much all the usual trappies you'd get. There's story context. You play as a, a, a young girl. I mean, she looks young in, in the thing who's, who's tasked with doing the, the stuff because fantasy stories and, and so on. Now, the hook with this one is that you have both physical and mental powers. Um, you also have physical and mental health in the game. 
and you could you have to select whether you're using so like, I think one's represented by like a, a purpley color one's represented by an orange color and you have to use a button to switch between the two for attacking certain types of enemies uh, but those enemies could do damage though so if you're taking on a physical enemy it will it will do physical damage and a mental enemy will do mental damage that that kind of thing um, you've got to balance the both lose one of those health completely you die so you again you just got to really work your way through it play being a little bit careful but what's really good you haven't got to be too careful at the same time because it's a hack and slash you can just go hell for leather if you want and, and see what's what really lovely visuals um it's dark and dungy like dang, uh so like dark, dingy, dingy, dingy. I can't think of the word now. Basically, it looks almost gothic in places, but then has this lovely neon flashes to it that sort of like just allow everything to work really, really well. Um, and it's kind of got this like the visual style. It kind of looks like a hybrid of like a Telltale game and Borderlands in a way. The character models definitely have kind of got that that kind of style to them and it, it, it works really really well and again i've played a, just a little bit of this because i don't know what state it's in i don't know it, it plays really well it feels like sort of almost like fully done but again i don't know what i'm allowed to say about it. so i'm not going to give a review on it just a, sort of like the the brief time i've played with it i'm so far really really enjoying it and yeah i kind of saw this a little while back mentioned was intrigued but kind of dropped off the radar got sent a code for it and ton of fun ton of fun uh we're not sort of a those sort of it's not like a roguelike in terms of like hades but it's kind of got that feel to how the movement works it's faster than Diablo is, but has a lot of the things that Diablo does well um, in there as well. It's just a really good mix of different games. Um, I just hope this one doesn't get lost because these hack and slash games you can get lost, even the good ones. I feel like Victor Frame, which was a good one, isn't as well known as it can be. Um, you know, because you've got the might of some of the others. But this one, it's got a good chance. Got a good chance. I really, really enjoy it. Hopefully, near a release or when I find out that I'm not breaking embargoes, I'll, I'll, I'll give a proper overview of it and go into more detail. But all I will say is keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for this one. So that's it from me. I'm going to pass over to Stu. So as usual, I'll shut up now. Oh, as you have worked out, Brad and I recording separately this week. Making down to work issues on my end, just very, very busy. First week in a new job, always a little bit crazy, very positive, but in a crazy way. All change is stressful. That said, you know, it's been really good. I'm happy to be back in the working world. And yeah, can't complain really. Nobody wants to hear about work though. Oh, good God, no. I want to escape from all that capitalist stuff and play some ultra capitalist games, right? Or something along those lines, I don't know. My brain's a little bit fried, as you can probably tell. I've not really had time to play anything this week. Very, very little. And the only thing that I have been playing is Ninja Saviour Return of the Warriors, which is from a few years ago now, I think it was 2019, a belated sequel to Ninja Warriors, 
and apparently the Ninja Warrior thing on American telly took issue with the title. It's like, oh, it's ours. It's like, title, like, no. We did it, like, 30 years ago, and ours has an S on the end. But Ninja Warrior have got more money, so it was Taito who had to change the name of the game. Anyway, it's a good game, the original. Well, good is probably a little bit of a stretch. It's an okay game. <laughs> but the uh, there was a sequel on the SNES, which I've not played. I don't know why. I should try it out, really. Okay. Makes a note. Yeah, this weekend sequel to Ninja Warriors. Anyway, this new one I'm playing on Switch and it's it's really takes it like to the next level kind of thing. Cliche, but true. It's not like just to give you a background of the game itself it's a, it's a scrolling beat-em-up but it's more in the vein of there was a small period of time in the late 80s, early 90s where they did scrolling beat-em-ups that were on one plane as opposed to on a isometrically scrolling plane. So think of, you know, obviously Final Fight, Double Dragon, all of those are on this isometric view where you can move up and down as well as left and right. There were a handful of scrolling beat-em-ups that were, and even more on the home consoles, that were just on a single plane. And it's like, well, how do you avoid stuff? And it's like, well, the answer is you kind of don't. There's a block button. And other than that, it's kind of the Quake 2016 thing of your best defense is attack, really. So as usual with scrolling beat-em-ups, zoning is really important. Knowing the enemy types, what their reach is, what their warm-ups are, what their, their wind-up attacks are, when they'll strike, how big your attack reaches on each type of attack etc 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 and if you like that kind of thing which i really do like zoning and all that it's a really good game because it as i say it's got this quirk of it still being on a single plane left to right scrolling and you pick a character from an initial group of three they're called ninjas but they're more on the warrior side because you know ninjas are stealthy you just kind of walk in all guns blazing well all shuriken blazing and lop the heads off of fools and all that kind of stuff and you fight regular enemies and cyborgs and robots and all this kind of thing and it's really 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 good i i, I was really surprised i bought it because it's cheap and i wasn't expecting much at all and it's a really good sequel so the thing that differentiates it is obviously not the levels because there's no real platforming it, it's just background and you know attractive enough but that doesn't really have much to do with it there's a few obstacles but not many and they're throwable and its differentiator is really that you have lots of unique kind of moves so you have a standard move set you have the block you have a jump so that you can combine that with all of your attacks rather than platforming and you have different a different stance which is like a secondary attack but you have like tertiary attacks you have combos and it supports a combo system where you hit them in the air and you can juggle them and stuff like that surprisingly a lot of thought been put into it so I would give it a hearty recommend. If you like scrolling beat-em-ups, obviously it's never going to be like a very sophisticated type of genre, but it's a really good one. It's really tight mechanics. The collision detection is excellent. You know, the attack frames are great. You can start to spot patterns and, as I say, wind-ups and stuff 
there's a good variety in the enemy types and it does that good thing of sometimes you start fighting something that you think oh I'm never going to be able to beat this and then you find out the way to do it most effectively with your chosen warrior and it's dead simple and the choice between the initial three warriors is really quite broad so there's a, a big guy who is just called ninja and he he's like more of a wrestling type character you know wrestling ninjas you see him all the time can't walk down the high street without bumping into them and he's got loads of you know slow but powerful moves as you'd expect but a few nice clever little tricky things in there reminds me a little bit of max from streets of rage then there's Kanoichi, who's the sort of standard, if you will, kind of warrior. And she's got a decent range of moves. I've not been really taken with them, to be quite honest. They, I don't know, the, the attack spread and the distances, I think she could have done to have been a bit more powerful. But anyway, beside the point, she's not for me. And then there's a final one, whose name I can't remember, who I've used a lot, who is the cyborg. Well, actually, I think he might just be a robot. And he's got arm blades and is a very kind of tricksy slightly harder to learn kind of reminds me of the ninja from warzard whose name i can't really remember warzard aka red earth which is coming out on the capcom fighting collection soon and yeah he's, he's, he's really good and he's got some really quirky got a really quirky moveset really really good stuff so i would say yes definitely pick it up it should be pretty cheap most places it's you get a switch tax on it but even with the switch tax, it's only like around 15 quid or so. So go for it. It's a really good game. So obviously, I've also been playing Forbidden West. Horizon Forbidden West still. I'm probably around the 30-hour mark into it now. Still absolutely loving it. I haven't got... I, I know some people have come forward with some issues with it and stuff in terms of the gameplay. But I've not really found anything I'm that bothered about. I... The biggest problem I have, and it's not really a problem so much, is the field of view. I could do with it being a lot wider. It, when I'm playing on PC, it's one of the first things I always widen. Unfortunately, obviously, you're not going to get that on the PS4. If you're waiting for the PC release, if it comes out on PC, I think a wide field of view plus ultra-wide will be really, really good for it because the radar doesn't really give you a great idea of, of where everything is in relation to yourself and you can be hit by off-screen attacks which I feel is a bit cheap a little bit but you know that's part of the first game as well it's part of the design ethos rather than a, a big failing so you know that's just per personal preference but yeah I would say a wider field of view it reminds me of Dead Space a little bit but that deliberately had a very narrow, narrow field of view so that you felt claustrophobic because it was a horror game blah 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 Whereas this is not, so I can't see an issue with widening it out. So yeah, that's my literal only problem I have with the game. Everything else has been a joy. It, I genuinely, and I don't say this often, if ever, well, ever, no, that's wrong. I'll say it this way. I haven't felt this since Death Stranding, which is that when I'm in the world playing, I feel like I'm actually in that world which is, is really strange. It, it, it's so powerful for me that I genuinely feel properly in there and my mind is totally, you know, down that rabbit hole. And it's a fantastic feeling. If you, yeah, enjoy that type of game as well. Unbelievable that they use the same engine, the Decima engine, 
because they look so different from one another in terms of draw distance, level of detail, colour palette, even, you know, functional design. It, it's just an amazing game engine. So, yeah, still enjoying that. And finally, just to note that I finished Monster Hunter Stories 2. And I'll mention again, it's that RPG version of Monster Hunter World. Or any of the previous Mon Monster Hunter series, obviously. And it's, it's, it's really fun RPG. It's really kind of simply laid out. It's got a very, very basic premise that doesn't really get any more sophisticated all the way through, which is something's making the animals go insane. And, you know, there's, there's an end of the world kind of threat attached to it. But it just, yeah, it stays like that. It doesn't become some sort of epic, out of control, difficult to keep tabs on everybody style of deal that you get with a lot of RPGs. It's just like, yeah, a kind of small, smallish story that doesn't stray too far from the Monster Hunter template, which is kind of what you want, really. And I really, really enjoyed it. I suppose it took me around the 40-hour mark to complete. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but yeah, quite a substantial investment. Very few flaws, again, with this. Obviously, I'm not saying that it's a perfect game. It's like a, you know, 7 or 8 out of 10, probably more towards a 7 it doesn't do anything particularly new but the things that it did it did really really well i liked the kind of rock paper scissors approach to keeping you on your toes in the middle of a fight so you if you attack in a certain style if it's matched you do eat kind of almost equal damage with the enemy if you choose a style that's anathema to the one it picks then you do more damage and vice versa and that's really nice it's, it just keeps you interested in the battles it's uh yeah it's a really nice little game. It is a little game. It's big in scope and scale, but it's little in terms of sophistication. But if you want something that's very, very bright, colourful, engaging, you don't have to think too much, you don't have to sit for hours through a load of cutscenes, but you want the RPG experience of levelling up, doing a bit of grinding, and unlocking new areas and all of that caper, it's a really good one. Anyway, very short from me this week, and that's it. So... As usual, take care of yourselves. As Brad mentioned in his intro, we all feel a kinship with the Ukrainian people. It's a terrible situation. We all stand by Ukraine. That's our position. And we really hope that things de-escalate and that the Ukrainian people are as safe as possible in this really, really dangerous time. So our thoughts go out to them. And with that and sending love, Stay safe and stay sane.